Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Learning Rx, finding the right solution to give your child a foundation that can last a lifetime. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Good morning, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. And we're welcome you all to our coffee table this morning. It's a great day, and uh, we're excited about our show today. We have Katie Patrizio coming back and joining back us. in the hot seat. She, uh, she's going to show, uh, I kind of like this little um, Katie's Quips, we're going to call this. Like yeah, that. Katie's Quips. So she was on the show about a month ago talking about mental prayer, and we just barely scratched the surface on that. It was so rich. And when you think of when you go to prayer, Chris, what is it that you want to glean from prayer? Most of the time, answers. Yes, I know. We want to get into that intimate conversation with God in yes. here. And mental prayer. The back and forth. Yes, and mental prayer can do that. So I think that this is something you are going to really enjoy. It's going to be a prayer that maybe you haven't really thought about, and it's going to bring you closer to Jesus, which well, is what I want to do in prayer. I want and, to talk to and him. And the big thing is there are benefits to doing mental prayer. So listen in, because you're going to want to know what those benefits are. I think I was talking to a girl yesterday about our show, and she said, well, what's it about? And I said, mental prayer. She goes, oh my gosh, that is going to be so exciting. Who else, you know, what else is more exciting than mental prayer? And I was like, well, you know, a lot of people don't even know what it is. So, you you know, and I think also too, we have our struggles and it's nice to know that sometimes, you know, these struggles are normal and how can we overcome these struggles when we do mental prayer too? Right. You know, are you going to share some of those struggles? I I do have struggles when I do (laughs) mental prayer and I've been doing it for a while, but it's interesting how there's still struggles that come up from time to time. And hopefully maybe by sharing my struggles, There'll be your struggles that you are listening, you listeners to, and then that will help all of us come closer to Jesus here. Right. We'll work on this together Developing today. Developing our relationships with the Lord and what else is there, right? Right, yeah, right. That helps well, else. speaking of prayer, let's start the show with prayer okay. as we always do. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got a few announcements to make here at the top yeah. of the hour that we want to just make sure everybody's aware of. we got the Fall Carathon coming up September 25th through the 29th, but you don't need to wait till then to donate. We, you can donate online at iowacatholicradio.com. And I just want to say something about the Carathon and about Iowa Catholic Radio. I mean, you just talked about somebody who listens. I always, it seems like weekly somebody comes up to me and says how that something has touched them from Iowa Catholic Radio whether in a Bible study or friends conversation and it's making an impact and all the programming that we have on Iowa Catholic Radio is because of Iowa Catholic Radio being here on the airways in Des Moines yes and you know what What a fun week all these fun people come in that aren't normally in studio matter of fact if you have a group that you want to bring in I know I heard Tony saying bring in any group and and come see what's going on in the carathon we'd love to see you and um, I know I have a group coming in from St. Francis again a fun group so it'll be it'll be a it gets very competitive towards the end of the week (laughs) and it makes it fun. It does, but I want to see the competition start at the beginning of the week this this week well, I, or that week. I, yeah, or I think it could happen. Fun. It hasn't yet. But and then also a- today we have the ladies' luncheon showing up um, at Christ the King. It's our ladies' mosaic luncheon. They're back, 
And you guys are all invited. It's a free lunch today. Can they still come today, Julie? Since we let we do have open yeah open seating. Yes, That's okay, yeah. very good. Well, Stephen Quirk will be there, and he'll be um, talking to us about what the youth emergency services do. If you happened to come, or if you're happening to plan to come, we would ask that you bring a regular sized toiletry item to donate. Um, because it's just a way to help. Doors open at 1130, so Amen. come and get yes. a good seat. And it'll be quick, because yeah. we want you to get back to work if you need to. Well, on a little bit more somber note, we want to remember the people who have gone through such hurricanes in Florida and Texas and keep them in their prayers as they find find safety and consolation as they rebuild their lives and their homes. But I want to share something, and Chris and I were talking about this, a little miracle that's happened from the hurricane that came out of the hurricane, Irma. Because, you know, there's always these positive things that come, people helping people. And this one, it kind of is like Hurricane Irma versus the Blessed Mother. I, You know what? She's got her mantle of protection wherever you ask. Yes. And this came from Sean Bloomfield. He's the producer of Apparition Hill, and it's um, from the website Catholic shop.com if you want to go out there and look for yourself. But on the island of Key West, now there's several islands in the Keys, the main one's Key West, there's this beautiful basilica called St. Mary Star of the Sea. I love that Mm -hmm. title. Well, next to the basilica is a lovely grotto modeled after Lourdes, France, where the Blessed Mother appeared to St. Bernadette Mm -hmm. in 1858 in Lourdes. So we enter into the story, the missionary Sister Gabriel, who arrived to Key West on August 25th, 1897, to be a missionary. And at that time, this island was very popular with smugglers, pirates, sailors, and major hurricanes. And Sister Gabriel herself has had survived three catastrophic hurricanes, which killed numerous people and almost destroyed this island of Key West. Mm-hmm. So with these threat of storms and having gone through them, Sister Gabriel took action to call on the Virgin Mary for protection. So she designed this grotto and enlisted people to help build it. And on the dedication day, this is what gets me. On the dedication day, she was very had the temerity to say to call on the Virgin Mary for protection. And she said, as long as this grotto stands, Key West will never experience the full brunt of a hurricane. So this week... That was what caught me, too. She proclaimed it. Yes, she had the audacity, the Mm -hmm. temerity to say this. Mm -hmm. And that's bold faith confidence. And so this week was the throwdown between Irma and (laughs) and the Blessed Mother. And and who, what happened? Will Sister Gabriel's words come to fruition? Yes. Well, according to a reporter, Scott Unger, from the Washington Post, who went down there and surveyed the damage, he said there is some damage, but it's far from catastrophic. And uh, so how did the grotto and basilica fare through? the storm while mass has resumed at the at the so the blessed mother the blessed mother protected key west again and there is the miracle and sister gabriel was prophetic in the end but we do need to keep the other key islands of the keys in prayers because they did not fare so no no so anyway i thought that was a great story the Blessed Mother protection, you know, miracles happen in these. And another reason to lean on her um, her intercession. Maternal absolutely. intercession, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Well, speaking of support, we want to thank Cindy Schulte of Farm Bureau Financial Services for underwriting Catholic Women Now. As an authorized independent agent, Cindy's team provides health insurance options from Wellmark Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa, and she makes insurance simple for all of us. If you need somebody like Cindy, go to cindyschulte.com or 515 226 
Well, all right. Well, we want to welcome Katie Patrizio into the studio today. Just a little background on Katie. She's an adult faith formation director at St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Ames, Iowa. She's a Catholic speaker and instructor at the Catechetical Institute here in Des Moines. She has a bachelor's degree in philosophy and theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville. Where we all wish we went. And a master's degree in biblical theology from John Paul the Great Catholic University. Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks yeah. for having me again. Thanks for being in the studio with us. We know you got to drive all the way up to Ames every time you come with us, so we really appreciate you being here. No problem. I hear you're, you might be flying up to Ames from what I hear. We were talking to Katie the other day, and she said, oh, I'm sorry I'm late. I was at flying lessons. <laughs> I wish, yeah. Um, I probably need a helicopter to make that a little bit more uh, realistic, but it was kind of funny the other day. Uh, I did end up flying. I usually take flying lessons in, at the Ankeny Airport. Um, but I did fly to Ames and then back and then got in my car and drove back to Ames to go work. So it was a little bit ironic. <laughs> oh. That is funny. That is funny. Well, Katie, we talked about mental prayer last time you were on. So just to give our listeners a little idea, can you just give us a brief summary of what mental prayer is? And yeah, then we can yeah. get into more of the benefits, the, benefits and, and, yeah, yeah. the struggles we can have with it. Sure, sure. So, um, yeah, because the last show we basically ended up really talking about the how of doing mental prayer. Um, and we didn't get to talk about uh, really so much the why. So uh, I am going to invoke uh, someone smarter than me, um, <laughs> as I usually do. So St. Teresa of Avila said that um, mental prayer is uh, nothing else than a close sharing between friends. It means taking time frequently to be alone with him who we know loves us. Um, and so in the most basic form, the most basic definition, mental prayer is the type of prayer where you are in active conversation with God. And most of the time, non-verbally, I'm asking. Yeah, it could. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, then um, what? let's talk about the benefits of this prayer. Mm-hmm. So as someone gets into it, and maybe you can kind of describe you, it's t- what recommended 20 to 30 minutes a day, yes. which right there I'm thinking challenges. Um, but what, what can we expect from mental prayer over time? Yes, yes, yes. So mental prayer is first and foremost, the most important kind of prayer. Um, and, and we can just stop and let that sink in for a little bit. There's lots of different kinds of prayer. They're all good. But mental prayer is the most important kind of prayer. Now, is that because you're developing a personal relationship? It's not just you and community saying rote prayers. Is that I mean, that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. So the most important thing in our life is God. God. Mm -hmm. And uh, but more than that, uh, the most important thing in our life is our relationship with God. Uh, So we can take the analogy of marriage, for example. Um, Marriage has been called the primordial sacrament, which means uh, so a sacrament is a sign that points to a greater reality. Uh, So in calling marriage a primordial sacrament, uh, the church says that marriage from uh, the very beginnings is a sign that points to something greater, which is our relationship with God. So we can look at a married couple and their relationship and learn something about our relationship with God. So you talk to uh, any couple or a marriage counselor or any uh, blogger or whatever you you have, and uh, they're going to say, what's the most important thing in a marriage? Communication, Communication, right? That's pretty much across the board, the unanimous answer. And if that's true in a human relationship, uh, how much more true is that in a relationship with God? And, And, you know, that's scary to think of, I get to communicate with the maker of the universe. (laughs) I think it's exciting. 
I think it's exciting too, but it, it, it is a little like, wow. You know, when you really think about that, mm-hmm. that sense of awe kind of comes like, he, he, want, he wants to, he wants to come down to us. He wants to speak to me. Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yes. It was very profound for me when I realized, too. So I I was teaching that at the Catechetical Institute, and uh, we were talking about prayer and the importance of mental prayer. Um, and someone uh, said to me, um, like, why? You know, basically, which is the, the answer we're trying, the question we're trying to answer right now. And it struck me in the moment because I'd, I'd never really quite really had someone ask such a pointing question or ask it of myself. And we have been talking about this topic in the context of the Gospels mm-hmm. and in Jesus's example of prayer. And I realized in that moment that I had had a view of Jesus, for example, going into the desert or going into a place of solitude to pray as him kind of going, okay. Well, I have to be an example to these humans, so I'm going to go into the desert and pray uh, so that I can show them what they have to do as humans. But that is really not... Uh, what he was doing. Sure, he's everything that our Lord did was to be an example to us. But what you see in Jesus going out into the desert to pray or going out into an isolated place to pray is you see a human united perfectly with the divine, which is Jesus himself. He's Mm -hmm. the perfect union of human and divine. So you see this person, this human going and communing with God. So that is what it means when Jesus does this, he goes into the desert to pray. It's, it is a human being in relationship with God coming together with him. Yes. Yeah. So Jesus had to pray because he came down and became a human. And so he put on himself the demands of a human, which is to go away for a while and commune with his father to be in relationship with the Trinity. Okay. So, so you're saying, I guess my, I'm asking, do we have to go away? Because I'm thinking, isn't it a changing of that inner dialogue we have with ourselves to a constant dialogue with the Lord, hmm. changing that inner dialogue in our daily walks mm-hmm. to not just be with ourselves and our own soul, but sure. with the Lord as well. So maybe the question I'm hearing is, do I have to, do you have to go away to like go in silence? Do you have to yeah. go be in a quiet yeah, spot? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, imagine, uh, you're both, you both are married. Imagine yes. never taking not in- to each other. intentional. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> imagine never taking intentional time to talk to your spouse. That's that's the equivalent of what we're talking about. Right. So if you don't make time for God, you're never going to grow in your relationship with them. And it has to be it has to be specific time set aside for him. We do this for the humans in our lives, <laughs> the people in our lives, and we have to do the same thing for him. We have to go away to a quiet place and uh, uh, get rid of all the other distractions as much as humanly possible and and speak to him just as we do with the other people who are important and loved in our lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I got a question for you. So as someone develops this habit of mental prayer and okay, so I'm just going to be very practical. So in the morning, let's say I get up and I set my alarm and I get up 20 minutes early and I'm going to spend that time in mental prayer and I get to be pretty good about doing it and I've done it for two, three weeks. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself, you know. Uh, so does that 
then kind of start to create a shift interiorly that like, okay, later in the day, I'm having a struggle. I can commune. I can talk to God more easily because I've established this pattern in the morning. So there is a sense, a level of connection and a mental prayer, but might not be in that quiet solitude. Yeah, definitely. So a mental prayer, doing mental prayer is going to influence every other aspect of your life. That's why I say that it's the most important kind of prayer. And that's not me saying that either. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll read off some wonderful quotes here we have from spiritual masters. And they're going to, they're going to talk about uh, what happens if you don't do mental prayer. Uh, so, uh, for example, um, St. Alphonsus Liguori says, it is morally impossible for him who neglects meditation to live without sin. Ooh, so oh. it helps you avoid sin. It is morally impossible for benefit. him who uh-huh. neglects meditation to live without sin. Mm-hmm. St. Teresa of Avila, who we already quoted, great spiritual master in the church, says, he who neglects mental prayer needs not a devil to carry him to hell but he brings himself with his own hands. Okay, so it helps us avoid sin and it helps us avoid hell. <laughs> I think that's enough right there. <laughs> that kind of is the same, isn't it? St. <laughs> John of the Cross said, without the act of mental prayer, the soul cannot triumph over the forces of the demon. So on the most basic level, what the great spiritual masters, what the great saints are saying is on the most basic level, if you just want to avoid sin... You have to do mental prayer. But the opposite is true, too, as well. If you want to be a saint, you have to do mental prayer. That is universally held. Uh, If you want to figure out how someone uh, is holy, ask them how much they pray. So even the busiest people, so uh, Pope St. John Paul II, spent hours in mental prayer every day. And he had probably the most book schedule of anyone in the world at that time. Um, But his holiness and his attentiveness to other people and his attentiveness, like Julie, you were saying, his attentiveness to God throughout the day flowed from the time that he specifically set aside for God to be in relationship and communication with him. That alone is motivating to think about when you overcome the time thing and to Mm -hmm. believe it's actually a lie i believe put there by the tempter that you don't have enough time yes well and we're supposed to be praying unceasingly so when you're thinking about time you're like whoa 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 how am i going to do that but i think what it sounds like mental prayer does is if you're learning like julie said to do it in the morning then it kind of flows through your day. You're starting to learn how to pray unceasingly. You're starting to learn how to pray the way probably the, the saints pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think it's important, too, that, you know, if somebody's listening today, and hopefully they are, and they want to start trying this or getting a little more serious about it, there are things that will come up in the mental prayer that I think that are important to be aware of. And one of the things, and I've experienced this, too, and it's interesting, Katie, I experience it over and over again just on different levels, but... Every, there are times where I start to see faults and failings in mm-hmm. myself, and I kind of start looking at that, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, is that true humility? Or when is it false mm-hmm. humility and true humility? Like, I'm not worthy of this, or this I shouldn't be doing this because I can't do this. Is this sure. when the Lord is revealing things to you in prayer? Is that is that how that's yeah, coming? Yeah, partly. Okay. Yeah, you know, things about myself mm-hmm. or just... Um, I can, I can get hard on myself about, oh, I should have spent 30 minutes. I should have got up 10 minutes earlier. Why did I, you know, yes. beat myself up for different mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but, you know, and I, I read where St. Teresa of Avila mm-hmm. uh, became so discouraged with this false humility. She didn't do mental prayer for a year. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So it made me think if I'm struggling, if St. 
Teresa struggled with it. We're all going to have that struggle. So what would you suggest in those moments? And yeah. what do we need to look for? Because yeah, yeah. I think we can get pretty, we, women especially, we can compare ourselves and we can be pretty right. hard on That's ourselves. That's a big problem. Comparison is yeah. Um yeah. So I think the key to the answer there is how you, uh, you spoke of it as a distraction. Um, and that's probably the case. Most of the time when we are um, feeling our faults and our failings to a point that they're causing us a certain level of unrest or anxiety, it is a distraction. It crosses the line from being a healthy uh, revelation that we have of ourselves in a time of prayer or a revelation that maybe God has actually given to us. Um, and so what you do is you take that information uh, for what it's worth and uh, and you move on. If it if it comes to be a distraction, uh, so Father Jacques Philippe, who we talked about in our last mm-hmm. uh, uh, episode or, or time together, um, uh, he, he said that he says in his book, Time for God, that um, that distractions are evidence of our attachments. Um, and so you can make note of them. Um, but you just have to simply steer yourself back to the conversation with God. And so if we are mulling over our faults and our failings to the point that they're a distraction, what that means is that we have a certain level of attachment to our self image. That's very good. That's very good. And I have experienced that. <laughs> Such a sinner someday. Or well, just I, a, I mean, I'm a human. But um, I think sometimes when you're in mental prayer, you can go the opposite way, though, too, and walk away with such great peace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? yeah. 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 Now, I have another question, too, Katie, because mm-hmm. I can tell I'm really interested in this. So when you're in mental prayer and um, you say, OK, I'm going to spend, you know, 20, 30 minutes and you you set forth maybe a gospel meditation. If if there's some passage that just leaps out at you and you don't finish it, some people like to have that checkoff list. Like, yeah. I got to finish the list. Yeah, yeah. How do you approach that? It's like, oh, no, I'll, I'll meditate on this and then I'll finish it. Or should we just allow that to roll over us and take that to prayer and just mull it? Yeah, yeah, that's a great it? question. So when you feel something leaping off the page, you stop. Mm-hmm. And not and, worry about finishing yes, the meditation absolutely. or reading the whole gospel yeah, yeah, passage. Yeah, yeah. And so, and and if you're one of those people, and I I can definitely understand this, that wants to get through the whole passage or uh, check it off the list That's or whatever. Me. It's um, <laughs> it's an evidence, and this this is nothing wrong, you know. But it's an evidence of uh, uh of of a certain level of attachment, right? And so we have to allow ourselves uh, to listen to God. And so if something is jumping off the page, that's him speaking to us. Wow. That's good. That's good. I like that. Well, now I have another question for you. If I can do that. <laughs> and, we've, and we've got about one minute here, Jules. Okay. So is there something we need to wrap up here? No, you go, I... you go. Okay. So then there's this thing about the deeper union of the heart with God and that the saints have talked about this. And I think St. Therese talked about the surge of the heart and prayer. So how does one know if that surge is a human emotion Mm. versus a real union with God. Sure. Well, you have to understand that human emotions are not entirely base and and God uses human emotions. God gave us emotions uh, uh, for a reason so that we could know uh, good or evil. I I won't get into too much Thomistic theology. That'll be be another another show. show. (laughs) Uh, So I would say that uh, the key thing there is is, uh, faithfulness. And so there are going to be many days when you don't feel this surge of the heart where you don't feel your human emotions lifting you up to God, um, and you have to remain faithful to uh, your time of prayer every single day. Sounds like Mother Teresa. 
He has not yeah. called me to be successful. He's yes. called me to be faithful. Yes. Right. It's very yes. true in prayer. Okay. So one more. Um, if someone is wanting to start this, yes. how would you suggest a Bible script? Do you have a Bible passage that you could start with? Or how would they start yeah, yeah. actually practically sitting down and doing this? Well, I would uh, recommend that they listen to our other le- uh, episode um, that talked about Lexio Divina and examine. And then I'll point them to a resource that we're using at St. Cecilia's where I work right now. We just launched what we call the 1% Challenge, which is getting people to pray 15 minutes a day for 30 days. And so they have this card that has 30 Bible verses. And you can find that on their website. Their website is evangelicalcatholic.org. Um, and you can go to, uh, so, you, so you go evangelicalcatholic.org slash 1% all spelled out and you'll find it. Well, thank you, Katie. I know we ran out of time. There could be more, but thank you so much for joining us yeah. today to talk about mental pay- prayer, more of the how and the what and the benefits. Mm-hmm. So, and what this will be up on the podcast at Iowa Catholic Radio. So, yeah. thank you. Thanks Keep up the good me. work for <laughs> Jesus. Thanks so much. <laughs> well, you've been listening to Chris Magruder and Julie Nelson on Iowa Catholic Radio as we've been talking to Katie Patrizio about mental prayer and all the wonderful benefits that come with that. We want to thank Fred Haas, Law Offices PC, for support of Catholic Women Now. Mr. Haas is an experienced Iowa attorney with over 35 years of legal expertise. When retained by a client, Mr. Haas provides personal service and attention. His office is located in Des Moines, but he's pleased to assist clients throughout Iowa. 515-256-6301 or fredhaas.com. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Hey, let's go with prayer, Jules. Let's close with prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Dear good and gracious God, be with us today. Guide our hearts and our minds. May we be open to you. Holy Spirit, come. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, the Iowa Catholic Rosary is up next. We've got our, our carathon coming up. So if you want to chip in with your money early, we'd love that. And we would ask you, all you women and men, go do impossible things with God. Talking about the things that matter most to you. Today's Catholic Women. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder is underwritten by Fred Haas. Over 30 years helping injured Iowans recover losses from accidents and work-related injuries. Fred Double D, Haas Double A. Learning Rx, finding the right solution to give your child a foundation that can last a lifetime. And Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, a licensed representative of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Iowa. CindySchulte.com. Catholic Women Now with Julie Nelson and Chris McGruder every Thursday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on the radio voice for Catholic women now. 11:50 a.m., 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. Iowa Catholic Radio.